When I scroll on Reddit or WordPress, I find lots of people talking about their quote-unquote introversion, yet when I read through their thought processes, it is coming more from their anxiety or their depression. I think it's important to make a distinction between unhealthy behaviors slash thought processes that looks like introversion on the surface, and healthy introversion as an expression of the person's personality. Neurotic introversion, unhealthy behaviors slash thoughts that look like introversion on the surface. These could be learned behaviors from past experiences such as bullying and abuse. They could be habits you picked up from unhealthy family members and friends. Just remember that these things don't make you bad or weak, that it was the best response you could make with the means you had at the time, and that it can be healed. 1. You are tense, anxious and tend to overcompensate for your perceived shortcomings by being overly agreeable in social interactions. 2. This makes you drained and you feel you must escape after a short amount of time. 3. You feel that being socially awkward is bad, and that you are making a fool of yourself by interacting with other people. 4. You apologize for things that don't need to be apologized for. 5. You feel that nobody will ever understand you and they will make fun of you if you really say what you think. 6. You feel that everybody is constantly scoring you on how interesting or how intelligent you are. 7. You feel you must perform perfectly in order to make a friend. 8. You feel you must work harder than everybody else to earn a place at the table. 9. You feel that the other people must 100% understand and relate with your thoughts and emotions for them to be your friend. 10. You are frightened by other people's anger. Even somebody disagreeing with you is enough to make you upset. 11. You feel responsible for making other people feel good. You feel bad when someone is unhappy. 12. You feel guilty to be happy and you pretend to be miserable in order to fit in with your peer group. 13. You often find yourself wondering about the real meaning behind someone's words. They play over and over in your head until you are drained and confused. 14. You feel that extroverts have it easier and that it's unfair that you as an introvert has to struggle so much to get what you want. Next, I'll provide my insight into some of the situations listed above. Note that this is my personal opinion. It could be completely irrelevant in your situation. But on the other hand, if something strikes a chord, do look into it. The Core Mechanism of Neurotic Introversion It's this process. 1. You are tense, anxious and tend to overcompensate for your perceived shortcomings by being overly agreeable in social interactions. 2. This makes you drained and you feel you must escape after a short amount of time. This is all it is. So, theoretically speaking, if you do something to remove the overcompensating, you won't be drained anymore. How do you remove the overcompensating? By reclaiming your breath, holding it steady while you engage in social interactions, gradually building up your neurology so it learns new, healthier patterns of responding to the external world, and at the same time taking concrete actions to fill in the gaps in your life like finding a job or exploring new hobbies or making better friends. So yes, you can heal it. It won't happen overnight, but it's possible. Erroneous thought patterns. These are all incorrect. It is bad to be socially awkward. Everyone is judging you. You must be a perfect social butterfly to be liked. There will be a huge problem if someone is offended. How are they incorrect? Most people are awkward. For one, most people are awkward. If you've been to any social gathering with normal people, 
there are awkward pauses and unfinished jokes all the time. It's normal to be somewhat awkward. You don't have to point it out. We all feel it and yet keep going. Nobody cares about your awkwardness. Also, another truth, yes, people judge, but at the end of the day nobody cares about your social standing. You're the only person in the world who cares about your awkwardness. Everybody else is too busy being horny, trying to impress other people, looking for a better job, or trying to get laid. Thinking about someone else's problems is highly unenjoyable, what do I get out of it? You would have to pay someone to care about your problems, that's why therapists can make a living doing it. You don't need to be exceptional to be liked. To be liked, you only need to be kind, and probably shower and wear clean clothes. These are really the only condition. You don't have to be interesting. Most people are boring anyways, and they still enjoy each other's company. You don't have to be perfectly smooth. Most people are awkward, but they still like each other. You don't need to have high social status. You'll find people in a similar status. Besides, nobody cares where you work or how much you make. Offending people happens all the time. It happens all the time. Someone is offended by something, and they get upset, and they talk a little, then they move on. There are sensitive people. There are mentally ill people. There are people that are sensitive to just one specific topic. There are people that earn money from causing drama. You can't really avoid offending somebody. The best you can do is be respectful, don't say hateful things, and stay calm. And even if it happens, it really isn't the end of the world. Things get out of hand when you become agitated and start responding in fear or anger. But you won't go there if you train your neurology to withstand emotional stress. If you're in a place where you cannot stand this kind of stress, there's an easy option, just don't talk about touchy subjects. Make it a rule to avoid politics and gender and religion. A lot of people live like this, and it works. This is why people go to knitting clubs and play sports together. They want to enjoy each other's company, but they want to keep things low-key and chill. So they made a pact to focus on the topic of interest, and avoid touchy ones. This brings the next point. You don't have to perfectly understand each other to be a friend. Your friends at your knitting club don't need to know about the time you were raped. Your friends at the soccer club don't need to agree with your politics. And you can still be friends, and like each other, and have a good time with each other. This was hard for me to understand when I was younger. I believe that every single relationship must be deep and quote-unquote real. And that if somebody doesn't understand me in one aspect, then they are not a real friend. This, unfortunately, is a childish way of looking at the world. It is demanding other people to meet your needs. It is trying to control other people instead of accepting them for who they are. It is judging people on the basis of how much they satisfy you, instead of how much good you can create for each other. Different people fulfill different needs. Susan at the Knitting Club doesn't have to know about my tragic past. But we can enjoy knitting and chat about the latest yarns, and have a coffee together. We're enjoying the friendly Wednesday night camaraderie and the mutual love for knitting. I can go to my therapist and partner to discuss my past. Miyuki from the soccer club doesn't have to understand my politics. She doesn't have to explain hers either. We can still play soccer and go to the bar and have drink and watch Netflix. I can debate about my politics with people at the debate club or online. The same goes for all the facets of my life. I don't demand my colleagues to know about calculus. I go to my friends that teach math for a living. I don't demand deep emotional resonance from my online gaming friends.
I go to my best friend for that. This doesn't mean you need to hide everything. If you sense a potential deep friendship, by all means go ahead. But just don't expect everybody to be your soulmate, and also notice when you are being sulky. Simply knowing more people can put things into perspective too. Dash. By carefully distinguishing between your neuroticisms and your introversion, you will be more aware of your thought patterns. You can gently challenge yourself to feel uncomfortable emotions and try new things. And ironically, this will make you a better introvert. By traveling farther and farther out into the world of other people, you can reach deeper and deeper into yourself. By interacting with the world in a truthful, relaxed manner, you can face your internal truths in a truthful, relaxed manner. Do not use your introversion as an excuse. It could even make you more stable in social interactions since you have a solid base inside yourself.